Are you an author leveraging the power of email marketing? If not, why not? Today, we're going to talk about email marketing for authors, and I'm going to give you a dead simple action plan to get started right away. Stay tuned. This is Self-Publishing with Dale, where you learn how to publish books that sell and build an unstoppable author brand. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the DIY Publishing Course Unlimited. Get your hands on the most comprehensive coverage of self-publishing to date. With over 355 videos and downloadable resources, you have a vast library of self-publishing resources to keep you on track and headed in the right direction. Visit DIYpublishing.biz podcast and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off lifetime access to the DIY publishing course. Again, that's DIYpublishing.biz slash podcast. Use that coupon code podcast to get 10% off lifetime access. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to discuss. And I really didn't know what I was going to discuss in today's podcast until probably about a few students that I spoke to this past week had the same problem. I almost felt like it was Groundhog Day because every time I was talking to someone, I was like, what, didn't I just talk to you about this? Uh, it's email marketing. And I found it was a, the similar problem and every single time. The problem is authors don't want to bother with it. They want to write their content and just collect money. Well, that's good. That's fine. If you want to rely on organic sales, great. If you want to get Amazon ads and drive them that way, that's awesome. But here's the issue with avoiding email marketing. It's that, first of all, let's take email marketing. We'll put it off to the side. The issue with just no email whatsoever is when you're selling through a specific platform, they are not your customers. Yeah, sure, they're your readers, but that transaction happens on whatever platform. It could be Amazon, it could be Barnes and Noble, it could be Apple, it could be wherever you're selling your product at, sans on your own website. This is where we need to build that bridge between ourselves and those customers so that way they become our customers. Because let's be real, worst case scenario, and I've seen this happen too many frigging times over the past five years or so of me being in this business that someone gets the carpet pulled out from underneath them. They fall and they go, I don't understand. Amazon was taking care of me. Everything was great. They shut down my account. Why? I don't know. They won't tell me. They won't let me get it back open. This happens. You're playing in their game, all right? And we can talk about a whole episode on how Amazon's not your friend or any of these other distribution platforms. They're just a means for you to put your content out and collect revenue. You don't collect any customers. You don't collect readers unless you build that bridge to build that gap or bring that, you know, Get it to where you don't have a gap between yourself and those readers. And see, that's why email marketing is so awesome. See, I, I'm so excited. I don't even know what the heck to say today. <laughs> so um, why is email marketing so effective? You know, and is it is it still, you know, alive and well? Yeah, absolutely. This was a discussion I had with Johnny Andrews quite a bit ago. And he's like, absolutely, email marketing is still working. If it's not working for you or if you tested it out, chances are likely you ain't doing it right. You've probably, you know, got some fundamentals 
out of place. Maybe you're not understanding how to do it. And you have to become a student of this particular game in order to actually get good at it. But why is it effective? It is direct communication. There's no middleman. When we communicate with our audience via Amazon, we'll just use it as an example, we're giving them our content, whether we're nonfiction or fiction, it's being fulfilled on their platform. So there's a middleman. There's Amazon between us and our readers. If at some point Amazon says, I don't like you, they can go ahead and cut off that communication and they still keep your readers and customers as their own. So that's why the email marketing just, it skips Amazon. We don't need to go ahead and publish another book to communicate or get, deliver content to them. But here's the issue. When it comes to email marketing, why people aren't doing it is a few variety of factors. People are afraid to sell. They think it's too hard. Um, maybe they had a bad experience. They're like, I don't want to be a spammer because they think that every email marketer is a spammer. Folks, it's not true. I think you're going to be good. If somebody gives you an email, like if I gave you my email, Dale at Self Publishing with Dale, I feel pretty confident that you're not going to spam me with information. But the same thing is going to hold true for your readers. And I also want you to kind of think about this, folks, when it comes to not selling. Okay, stop. Quit it. Listen, if they got on your email list via purchasing a book of some sort, you have a call to action in your book, you sold them already. You already sold them. Okay, so get over that hump of I don't want to sell. Okay, you should do that. Absolutely. Now, should you do it all the time? It remains to be seen. I don't want to overwhelm you with all the details. So today's dead simple action plan is going to be just for those of you out there that are hesitant, that kind of go, oh, I don't want to do it. This is just going to be a way to kind of get you over the first hurdle, getting into this and getting going. So you may want to come back to this podcast and listen to it later on, jot some notes down, or even grab a pen and paper right now. I'll wait two, three, four. Okay, done waiting over here. <laughs> All right, so first step is going to be set up a service. Now, I'm really, a lot of people ask me like, which email service should I use? Which one I shouldn't? I like MailChimp. It's one of my favorite ones. I'm not going to even give you a referral link because honestly, it just just use something you're comfortable with. I like MailChimp. There's MailerLite, there's AWeber, there's GetResponse, there's so many different email service providers. Just go with anyone that someone recommends and you know works for you. You're gonna kinda know, and especially, I want you to think about sticking to a realistic budget. So you shouldn't be getting an email service provider if you're a brand new author making no money. Um, this is one of the nice things about MailChimp is you can actually just get you know it free up to about 2,000 subscribers. Now, you don't have as many of the bells and whistles and some of the things I'm going to kind of tell you about in your simple action plan a little later may not be applicable, but it's going to at least get you started. And there's some other email service providers that will allow like a 14-day or 30-day trial. But either way, dig around, see what's going to work, set a realistic budget. Um, and you know, go from there. Do not, do not, do not. I had to tell a good friend of mine a few years ago, don't use your personal email, much less don't use your Gmail account to communicate. That is not email marketing and you will get in some serious hot water for doing that. I, I heck, actually, there was, and I'm gonna throw somebody under the bus for the first time ever in the history of self-publishing with Dale. 
I went to this Dayton book conference and they had a sign up for their email list. The person in charge of this email list was communicating through her personal email and she started just CCing everybody. Okay, so then when someone was responding, everybody was getting it. So I'm, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, folks. Don't use your personal email to send out email services. That is not kosher. It's not cool. You need to invest in your business and do it the right way. Stop being lazy. Get an email service provider. I've given you some recommendations. It's a true story. <laughs> Next up, create a simple landing page. Now, here's the really cool thing. Landing page, squeeze page, whatever you're going to want to call it. This is going to be the page that people can enter their email and possibly their name if you need it uh, on it. Um, a lot of these email service providers are officially having like simple landing pages. I know MailChimp's got some decent ones. Um, I believe AWeber's got it. Uh, GetResponse for sure has uh, some type of landing page. Don't worry about making it fancy. Don't spend hours. In fact, if you spend more than 20 to 30 minutes to whipping together a landing page, you're spending way too long. I just want you to make it super simple because in the next steps, I'm going to tell you um, this is all you need. You just need to have that simple landing page, something to send your readers to, or your potential subscribers, so they can just enter it on in there. Don't make it sexy. You don't need to make it sexy. I, I'm tired of people trying to like impress their readers. Look, they know what they're going there for because you're going to send them there, so you don't need to have anything overboard. So when it comes down to what you're going to send them for, you'll hear this said a lot. Lead magnet, reader magnet, bribe, all these type of things. I want you to put a pen in that for now because today's episode is going to be focused on the dead simple action plan and it's on the premise that you are probably not doing email marketing. Um, what I'm just going to say is all you're going to do is offer them a simple promise. A simple promise. It could be subscribe to my VIP newsletter today and you'll get notifications about future publications and discounts exclusive to email newsletters. And you know, don't need to be real, like you don't need to go overboard. You don't need to have crazy ad copy skills on this one, folks. You just need to kind of just say, hey, subscribe to my email newsletter and I'll keep you up to date on future information. This was a very interesting conversation I had on twitch.tv with some of the live viewers and we were talking about keeping it simple, you know? And one of the really cool things about keeping it simple versus offering like a reader magnet or a bribe of some sort is the people that don't have the incentive and signed up, those are your diehard fans. Those are your raving fans. They're the most likely to open your emails. They're the most likely to click on the specific hyperlinks that you have, and then the most likely to purchase the products or take action based on whatever the click was sending them to. So this is kind of good news. Will you get thousands upon thousands of subscribers? Possibly not but you're gonna have a solid list. So this is gonna be like one of those cases you can take, take a deep breath. It's okay. You got 12 subscribers, that's 12 very dedicated subscribers. Those are people that really like your stuff because they didn't need to have an incentive. Um, now there's nothing wrong with offering a reader magnet or a bribe or anything else like that. By all means, eventually offer that, but I'm giving you permission to skip the reader magnet and just offer a promise. It's that simple. So next step, 
Update your assets with a CTA or a call to action. Now, when I say assets, it could be your books, your eBooks, your audiobooks, your website, wherever you are, social media, put it on in there. Enter that simple hyperlink that goes to that landing page that people can subscribe to. Might I recommend that you put at least some type of a domain or a link shortener of some sort that will send people over to your page because if you send them like this long, like I think MailChimp's is like E-E-P-U-R-L dot something or other and a bunch of numbers, uh, no one's gonna remember that. You need to have something that's recognizable. So for instance, mine could probably be, and this is just random, dalelinks.com slash email. You know, something like that. By the way, I don't know if that's clickable by the you know, folks. Uh, so it's simple. That's what you want. Remember, just remind yourself. You're given permission. It's simple. By the way, if you heard something just kick on, my air conditioning just kicked on. It feels nice because I've got the sun beaming in today. And that feels really wonderful. So forgive me for the terrible audio faux pas. All right, next step you need to do is update your social media and website with a call to action. Kind of said that before, but I think it bears worth in repeating because you're probably busy going, okay, we're going to put it inside the book. We're going to put it at the beginning of the book and we're going to put it at the, the, the end of the book. And you know what? What the heck? We'll put it in the middle. Okay, we're going to put that call to action so that way we can get people over onto this uh, subscriber list. Remember to get your, your website. And one of the things that I found very successful still works are pop-ups. Um, pop-ups work very, 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 very well. And again, without a reader magnet or a bribe of some sort, people subscribe to that. So highly, highly recommend get a pop-up on your site. And if you're like, oh, I don't like pop-ups, it's okay, it's okay. Because you don't need to like the pop-ups. You are not the subscriber. Um, put it on there, trust me. You're gonna like it. You're gonna appreciate it later on. Uh, there are some simple plugins you can do um, some of the email service providers also have uh, some coding that you can actually use. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I typically just call Ava. I'm like, Ava, take care of this for me. And she usually just handles it for me. Um, but uh, social media, uh, another just simple one. If you've got a business page or like page of some sort, they actually have a call to action, like a sign up or something like that. You can put that right up there. So just remember, just get this in as many areas as you possibly can. If you got a YouTube channel, better put it on each one of your descriptions so people know that, it, you're, that it's there. Next up, add communication to your weekly workflow. Yes, I need you to actually talk to them. I remember so many times before when I was in all these different author groups and they'd be like, I've got 10,000 subscribers. I've got 100,000 subscribers. Oh, that's great. I'm like, what's your open and click-through rate? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I haven't sent them anything yet. Okay, uh, when did you set up that email list? I, 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 um, I set it up a year ago. Oh, that's great because as soon as you send them email communication, they've already forgotten who you are and they're going to also either A, unsubscribe or B, report spam because they're going to be like, I don't know who this person is. It's like agreeing to something a year ago like someone walks up on the sidewalk and like hey would you like to join my my club and i'd be like sure year goes by they come on up hey how's it going i'll be like stranger danger step back you gotta remember regular communication i really encourage something within your weekly workflow um you know so for instance every tuesday that's my my email newsletter day I blaze through each one of my email newsletters. I try to figure out everything that I need to, what I, the communication I need to send out. Um, folks, it's the KISS method. Keep it super simple. Speak to them like they're your friends because for quite frankly, they are. 
They've invested enough trust in you that they've allowed you to send communication to them via their email address. So be cool, be a friend, like communicate to them like you kind of want to be communicated to and try to encourage open dialogue. I get some of the best email responses from people. That really makes my day sometimes. And you'd be surprised if you just give, you know, put that to the test. And here's, here's my next one. I'm gonna offer you permission. You got 100% permission. Don't be afraid of selling. They bought your book, right? I know I've said this before, but this bears merit and worth in, in repeating. You need to say, okay, it's okay to sell. Here comes my next book. Build some hype, build some hype, build some hype. Keep building it. And then when it comes, hey, go check out my book. It's officially launched. Why don't you go ahead and grab a copy or two? They've already bought your book. They're going to probably buy another book. If you're a nonfiction author, there's another thing. You know, you've got a book. Let's say that you've got a course or a coaching program. It would behoove you. In fact, I implore you that you do tell them what you've got. And I know a lot of people are afraid. They're like, oh, but someone's going to unsubscribe. It's okay. Email subscribers are going to come and go. Some of them, life gets in the way. They're going to probably stop opening. And I'm going to tell you what we do with that here towards the end of the podcast. Just don't be afraid of, of selling. And every now and then you're going to have some clown who hits spam, which that's inaccurate reporting. I wouldn't really worry about it. If you start getting a ton of spam complaints, you may want to start to reassess how you're communicating with them. But I think if you're being cool, think of it like somebody walking up on a sidewalk. You know, you're passing this person. Don't be weird. Don't beat them up. Don't be like, buy my book. You know, it, it shouldn't be all weird if you keep a good active communication. And the next thing is, Understanding the goal of email marketing, folks. The goal of email marketing, I'm gonna go ahead and through each one of these. Regular communication, why? Because it stays, it gets it to where they keep you in front of mind. And let's say you run out of ideas, tell them. Like, you're like, you're coming up to like next Tuesday when it's time for email. Hey, I'm sitting down. I have to put together an email newsletter for you guys this week, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't know what you want. I'm, I'm being completely serious. I am dead serious. I put together this email newsletter, now I'm at a complete loss, and I'm afraid that maybe some of you are gonna unsubscribe. You notice that? I'm being authentic, and I'm communicating with them in a real conversation, and when you actually be transparent with them, they're gonna really open up to you. Share some things that are relevant within your niche your niche, niche, I don't care. You guys get the idea if I ever say niche. Share with them something that's relevant within your niche. You don't have any books to sell, that's okay. Check out this latest video that my buddy Kevin Barry McGuire put out. He's talking about werebear shapeshifter romance. By the way, I don't think Kevin does that. <laughs> you know, either way, you're sharing something with them to where like, oh, he really does like werebear shapeshifter romance and they're gonna go check out those things you're recommending. It's worked, by the way, really good for a ghost-written um, fiction brand that I had at one point or another. I just wasn't putting out enough fiction uh, books, so what I would do is I would just kinda curate all of the best fiction books around this specific niche, and they were able to go to the different offers and buy the books, it was kinda cool. So just remember that. Um, regular communication, by the way, I would just recommend at least weekly, 
um, you'll kind of know and maybe even communicate with your email newsletter subscribers like how often you want to hear from me. They'll, they'll tell you. They'll tell you what's up. All right. Next thing. Goal of email marketing. Open. The goal is to get that email to be opened. That is right at the very tippity top. How do you do that? You need to have good timing is going to be one of them. But the main thing is going to be a good subject line. And Google up good subject lines. You can find some great um, swipe that you can use for your email campaigns. Um, I found sometimes emojis for some reason get better opens. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but <laughs> you want to make sure that you're getting them to open. And typically there's like, you know, for instance, on um, MailChimp, they have like a preview line. And it, you'll, you're allowed to kind of put something in there. Give a, give a good synopsis because sometimes people will kind of want to know what's inside there. They want to know, okay, what am I going to be dealing with? So um, make sure you get that subject line kind of dialed in and as well as like the preview line if that's available through your email service provider. The next thing is you have to get them to open, get inside that email and get them out of the email as quickly as possible. If you are doing a freaking novel inside an email, you are going to get a ton of drop off. Um, I There are some exceptions to the rule. If they really like to have long form copy in there, that's fine. Like, um, And I'm not saying anything disparaging about this gentleman, but uh, Derek Murphy, one of my favorites on YouTube, dude, his he has epic emails. Now, I'm sure he probably measures his, his email stats and he probably has great actions. But I think I would bet it would probably be even better if he were to or anybody else is doing this to actually just give a synopsis, get them out of the email and put them into your world. Put them into your website where you have the long form copy there, where you can embed different affiliate offers or different things like that. Because one of the things I try to tell people is if you got offers, you got something to sell, get them out of the email and over to some type of a website or landing page of some sort where the offer is and it can actually have a little bit more exploration and you can sell them through either video or long form copy or short form copy. Either way, there, there you go. So we go open, we go click and of course, you know, sales or you're in goal. So not always about sales. You know, you could probably have a video that's talking about your upcoming release. Uh, you might have a website with a blog article building some hype around a, a thing. So it's not always about the sales. It could be about just getting them to consume content elsewhere. So get them into the email, get them to click, go to that specific area and consume, consume. And that could be sales or something else. Next one here, and I promise there's only two more points here. You're going to want to make sure that you segment the groups and address them accordingly. You don't want to talk to a longtime subscriber and a person who's opening and consuming your content on the regular the same way you would do something brand new to your list. Okay, It's like a conversation. You guys ever been at a party? There's a group of people, everybody's kind of standing around in a circle. They have their drinks in their hands, they're throwing on back and you try to kind of wedge your way into the conversation. And you're part way through and you're trying to piece everything together, but you're not really sure what's up. You're kind of like, uh, yeah. sometimes you're going to go, well, I'm going to go ahead and piece out here. It's better that this person is put into a circle 
of people that are just starting a conversation. So that way they know what's going on and they can start to you as the person who's kind of the MC of that conversation, you know, you can trust, they can trust and like and know you versus going into the circle and trying to figure things out like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm subscribe. I'm going to leave this circle and I'm going to go find a circle that I can maybe start or get into that I can understand. So segmentation, folks, and this is something that I've really been going deeper when it comes to my email marketing is segmentation. I try to communicate to each one of the groups in a different ways based on sometimes when they are in the process. So when did they subscribe? The next metric is going to be opens, 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 opens. If they are opening it, great. I'm going to start to communicate with them. If they're clicking, oh my goodness. That means that I've really built some kind of no like and trust factor that I can communicate to them way differently than the others. And last but not least, if you have any type of tracking software or knowing that they're purchasing products of yours, you're going to want to really talk to them in a different way. You're going to want to offer them something completely different than that person who's brand new, never opened, never clicked through, never bought anything. So treat all of them so much differently. Segmentation, folks, it's super, super important. Do not take it lightly because I want you to think about that party and I want you to put that in yourself into their shoes and they're just trying to wedge their way into a conversation. You're going to fire hose them with all this stuff. They're going to be going, ugh, I'm ready to get on out of here. Last but not least, it's unfortunate. It does come up. List hygiene. Oh, yeah. There's these people again. We go back to the guy. Oh, I've got 10,000 subscribers. Okay. Did you did you get anybody to open on up? Oh, yeah. I've got a 5% open rate. What? Well, you've got 10,000. Oh, okay. Kudos to you on that one. And you got at least some open rate. But if you've got some people that aren't opening, it's time to say bye-bye. It's time to cut them loose. It's time to just, you got to kind of have that conversation. It's almost like that boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, it's not you, it's me. Actually, it's you. It's really just you, actually, yeah. You're not opening my emails. And I noticed this. And email service providers, this is one of the nice things is they actually can track that type of stuff if they're opening, if they're clicking and so on. If somebody doesn't open after so long, deuces, you're out of here. Bye-bye. I purged them over from my list and I don't bother with them anymore. You're gone. So, and it's, it's no offense. Life gets in the way. Sometimes people subscribe to it and I've seen some people that hoard all their emails inside their email inbox. I see you. I see you. I know a few of my clients that do this where like they open up their Gmail inbox and there's 3,000 unopened emails. Are you freaking kidding me? Come on. Clear out that clutter. List hygiene addresses those people. Those people that hoard. If they're just going to hoard and they're not opening it up and they're waiting for a good day, nah, nah. And here's the thing is with those email service providers, you're paying for those people to take up space. And the other thing is too, is if they're not opening, the problem is going to start to, the burden's going to fall on you, not just monetarily speaking. It's also going to come through the fact that if you don't have a good open rate at all, most email providers like a Gmail or a Yahoo or you know so on and so forth are going to start to see your email as potentially spam and toss you into spam folders. So you need to be careful about that and be very mindful that um, you know your open rates can really, really make a huge difference. I allow, and this is just personal preference, I allow them up to three months with no opens. After three months, bye-bye. See ya.
and I generally just kind of send out an email to them. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I think life kind of got in the way, and um, I just kind of unsubscribed you from my list. If this was, you know, done in um, accidentally, and you really do want to be on this list, well, you can go ahead and resubscribe over here, and I'll point them on over there. Um, simple subject line could be, sorry to see you go. I swear, that one just has an incredible open rate every time. Sorry to see you go. Like People are like, where, where, where am I going? Where, what? Dale, what did I do? Yeah, it happens. It happens, folks. So list hygiene. Clean up that list, folks. Just holding on to subscribers for the sake of your ego because of that vanity metric. That's, that's just not a good idea. Get rid of them. Cut them loose. I would say at least allow them up to 30 days. Um, 90 days is typically what I shoot for. So, all right, folks, this has been really an exhaustive overview and a longer episode than usual. I anticipate there's probably going to be longer episodes on podcasts because I've been seeing people consuming more content. I want to give a big shout out to my boy, Michael Laron of Author Level Up. He actually uh, shared last week's podcast. Dude, you are so awesome. I saw a huge bump in downloads over the past week from him sharing my past episode and uh, it was actually about a book marketing. And you want to make sure that you go on back and take a look at that episode. It was actually about Amazon advertising, to be exact. So in closing, if you are still on the fence and you're an author and you really are kind of going, ah, email marketing, not sure if it's for me, folks, look, I- I've got the next best step. Probably there's a lot of overwhelm and you're not 100% sure what the first real action is going to be. I want you to go and take a look at the DIY publishing course because inside the advanced content, I talk a little bit more about email marketing. You can learn all about that on a more granular level in the DIY publishing course advanced content. Get all the ins and outs of starting an email marketing as an author when you get access to the DIY publishing course unlimited. Visit DIYpublishing.biz slash podcast and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off lifetime access to the DIY publishing course. Again, DIYpublishing.biz dot biz slash podcast. Don't forget that coupon code podcast for 10% off lifetime access. Hey, this has been a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about it. Subscribe to Self-Publishing with Dale podcast on Apple Podcasts and do me a favor. I see there's a few reviews. I need a few other reviews. If you could do me the favor, dropping one right there. That would be really awesome. In the meantime, in the between times, it's been Self-Publishing with Dale and I will talk to you soon.